0: 630 Chad, This Morning Podcast with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Ageism, working Mm -hmm. until you're well past retirement age. It's a topic that uh, we were talking about in the boardroom the other day, and Mm -hmm. I think it's it's probably spurred on by American politics and just sort of it's looking like a matchup of... not, not senior citizens. We're talking about almost elderly people. And, I, and you know what? I, so senior citizens, I, I around 60, 65, 65, I think 65 is officially a senior. And elderly, I go 80 up. That In terms of my vernacular, yeah. that's where I sit.
1: Uh, and both of, the, both of the presidential candidates that we have been talking about, Trump and, and Biden, are both around the same age. They're, they're what, uh, 77 to 80? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, but it does raise that 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 conversation because let's face it, there are people who people are living longer than 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 ever before, Mm -hmm. right? So, you your longevity means maybe you have to work a little longer to get enough money to be able to support yourself for down the road, and cost of living is very high. So, there are lots of people who are working uh, well beyond. 65. Is there freedom 55 anymore? Well, for a, for a select few, sure. But for a lot of people, it's not freedom till 75 because you're going to keep on
0: working. But how effective are you in the in the workplace? And how are you viewed? 100% ageism, it is a it is a thing for sure, and technology. And it's like, well, I why i got to work with that guy. He doesn't even know how to pick up a cell phone. It, those sort of comments and, and those sort of things. And so we have uh, somebody uh, locally here that uh, we wanted to talk to. Jonathan Lai, he uh, completed his master's degree at the University of Alberta in the Department of Human Ecology. The topic of his thesis was on ageism in the workplace and its effects on worker engagement. Jonathan Lai joins us on the phone, and just for context sake, born in the 80s.
2: <laughs> Hello. Good morning.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Jonathan. Good to have you here. Uh, did Thank you. you have a specific focus? I, I you know we, we talk about ageism in the workplace. Was there anything specific that you dialed into uh, as you were going through with your master's or in some of your studies since then? Uh, I guess it could be anything from how effective a senior might be or certain ages. What did you dial into?
2: Yeah, sure. So let me uh, just kind of start you at the beginning of my research journey. And I was certainly interested in the topic of retirement. You know, what does that mean today when... People are, you know, saying they're semi-retired or they're partially retired. Um, You know, we often think of retirement, uh, the traditional notion being that, you know, at age 65, a person has worked with uh, their employer for a long period of time. And at that age, you know, when pensions are available, they completely leave the labor force never to work for paid work again. Uh, But the reality is, you know, that can often be challenging for individuals, you know, going from having, uh, you know, the connections in a workplace, the income, the benefits, the kind of status that comes with that, to simply being out of the workforce can certainly have a negative effect on people. And one of the issues that I found around retirement um, is that it can often be an undesirable state. You know, through ageism and age discrimination, we can often hear stories about people who are pushed out of their workplace simply based on their age, and it's simply not desirable for them.
0: In, I think in some careers, I think that that's probably a good thing in terms of being, you know, perhaps a pilot. Uh, I know that mm-hmm. uh, my grandpa was a provincial court judge, and I think he, he was forced to leave the bench at uh, 71, just because, uh, you know, you have people's lives on the line here. Uh, for people who are staying in the workplace well after retirement age, if, if average retirement were, were pegged at around 65, what are they experiencing?
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up that point, Stacy, because there's certainly uh, professions in the world that, you know, certainly require certain levels of cognition and that. And we're thinking about, you know, air traffic controllers, you brought up ju- a judge profession there. Um, but when people are staying in, um, they often need to do so based out of financial necessity, so, this idea of, say, retiring at 65, but average life expectancy in Canada is over 80 years old, you know, individuals might find themselves that they're running out of uh, financial savings to be able to discover the cost of living in later life. So, the idea that... Um, You know, most jobs today are knowledge-based. They require information, communication, these types of things. Um, People are able to work uh, longer later into their lives just based on the types of jobs they're doing. And oftentimes because of ageism and age discrimination, they're not getting those opportunities.
1: Uh, Did you look into sort of uh, what the impact of aging uh, has on a person's ability to work and, and there have to be outliers there are some people I'm sure who mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, I, I actually know an airline pilot used to do long haul pilot flights to Korea and Asia and he had to stop doing that at age 65 Right, but he was a little ticked or he, he recognized it but he was, he, was, he was unhappy because he still had that ability so is there, is there a general rule or is it all very
2: individually based on, uh, on ability as you get older Yeah, certainly, Daryl. I would definitely want to emphasize that based on ability, you know, certainly the aging process for all of us is unique. It includes biological, psychological, and social factors. Uh, The example uses an airline pilot long haul, like certainly that puts a lot of a strain on a person, um, but I wouldn't, uh, and there's a lot of physical inputs there. So certain jobs like that certainly do need to be considered and assessed, But in most present day jobs that we're doing and speaking to your audience here, who's possibly getting ready to go to the work, you know, there aren't really um, inherent age barriers that, you know, prevent them to doing their job. And this is part of the challenge with age stereotypes you know and for which there are many of older workers that you know they're less able to learn they're less productive you know they're they're not cooperative and this 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 really leads to a stigma and belief that you know once a person gets older they are become less productive and this can affect um all of us you know certainly you let off the top there with the US presidential election Certainly, these are older adults into their 80s, and they're in an, an important role, that being the U.S. president. But, you know, most of us aren't in jobs with those that kind of level of high-level decision-making and that sort of thing. So, But the, the, the certain conversation around that now can certainly have an impact on all older adults, especially you know, you know, younger persons like myself when we get older, if we believe these types of things, they become this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy.
0: So can you tell us a, a little bit about what an older person brings to the workplace, good and bad?
2: yeah it's tricky i wouldn't again i wouldn't say this is really a dichotomous good and bad i guess one thing i want to emphasize is you know when we think about inclusion equity and diversity in the workplace age is one of those factors nowadays when you think about how many generations are in the workplace um certainly one of the pros with uh, older mature workers is that they tend to be more loyal to their employers You know, they're willing, you know, the the work ethic is there and that. Um, But I guess what I will kind of mention is that, you know, maybe some of the bad things that come up is, particularly around management, if you're not thinking that, you know, older workers can kind of take on these positions in your company or they're not suited for these, these kinds of biases can actually limit the performance of uh, employers, particularly if they're not willing to hire older workers.
0: And they come with a bigger paycheck too, don't they, usually?
2: Yeah, yeah. And this is kind of part of the concern that, you know, if I can hire, say, younger workers at a um, a, a lower rate than that, perhaps they'll stay around longer and we can get more of that uh, productivity in the long run. But that really uh, negates, you know, the kind of uh, impact that, you know, individuals can, older workers can bring to a company, you know, even within that first year. Um, so thinking about those flexible work arrangements, you know, part-time arrangements and even, uh, you know, partial retirement schemes, you know, you can still get a, a lot of value about workers towards the end that are at the end of their careers or near the end of their careers.
1: Well, let's face it, you have an awful lot of baby boomers that are sort of going into that system. Will there be enough younger people to fill in an awful lot of jobs? You may just need mm-hmm. a lot more seniors to be able to keep on working and, uh, and be able to respect the, that,
2: uh, that input. Right. And thanks for bringing that up, Daryl, because, yeah, by the early 2030s, all persons of the baby boom generation will be age 65 and older. So this idea that, you know, that individuals who are, say, in their mid-50s, early 60s are just suddenly not being productive, you know, this stigma hurts all of us, especially when we need those, we want to retain those uh, skills and knowledge in our labor force.
0: And you know, there's that there's that saying, and kind of, I, I probably said it in my 20s a little too often. You can't teach an mm-hmm. old dog new tricks. You know what? I'm an I'm an older dog <laughs> now, oldish yes. dog, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know what? You still can teach me lots of stuff. And I was surprised at all of the things that I could retain. Maybe I was a little slower, and I needed a little bit more explanation on things. Mm-hmm. But I still
2: I still got it. Oh, certainly, yeah, and and that's it's really attitudinal. Stacey, yeah, but um, you think that, you know, if you're, if you're willing to learn, you know, really look at the individual, you know, what are their learning styles, what kind of things interest them, and certainly those, those kinds of old stereotypes can't keep, teach an old dog new trips. I mean, if we simply all accept that, then we're simply just, you know, inevitable to that, uh, that fate that, you know, we just aren't going to be as smart as we were when we we're younger, that kind of thing, and that can really affect our well-being in a negative way, Yeah. And I'm not discounting anyone's feelings, but I refuse to accept
1: that 50 is an old dog.
2: So, not going to happen. Yeah, no, certainly. When when a person becomes older, it's really variable. You know, um, Statistics Canada uh, says age 55 is when a person, uh, a worker becomes older. Um, But really in the academic literature, it can range from 40 years old to 65 years old. There's no consensus on when older age starts. So, So it depends on the person. Uh, Jonathan Lai, this has
1: been awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Jonathan Lai uh, has a master's at the U of A in human ecology, really focusing in on ageism in the workplace, its effect on on workers. Also, volunteer with Age-Friendly Edmonton's Ageism Hub. So he's he's seeing the world on a daily basis, too.
0: Yeah, and I did a deep dive into what, Changes aging uh, brings to a person in terms of cognitive changes, in terms of uh, complex memory. And uh, we'll dig into that coming up after this.
1: I think you got uh, got really intense on the research in this area because of a, of a milestone birthday. Maybe you're just trying to look down the road. Is that the deal?
0: Uh, well, no. I, I, but, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're flippant. And I, I think we all experience... Um, um, we, we probably fall victim to ageism in terms of laying it on other people who are... Like, I can't imagine... My mom turned fifty, right? Like it's like, oh my god! Now I'm the same age as my mom when mm. we did that. What? Perspective, total perspectives, and thinking, oh, they can't do this as well as I can in technology. And why do we give them a cell phone? They can't even, find, you know, music. they can't even change the zeros on the VCR. <laughs> <I'm back in laughs> and the they day. still have VCRs. So I did do a, a bit of a dive in terms of of how age affects us in the workplace. So older people, slower to find words, recall names. They may have problems with multitasking. Uh, mild decreases in the ability to pay attention. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. Yeah, with all the millennials and Gen, Z- yes. Gen Zs on their TikTok, please, let's not, let's not talk about attention spans. <laughs> um, cognitive change is positive, though, for aging. Um, Adults, Older adults have larger vocabularies and they have a greater knowledge of the depth and meaning of words than younger adults. And of course, they have experience, which is really important. You can't buy that. That's just that just comes. You can't go to school for experience.
1: Uh, my father-in-law is a great example where it, these days and, and it happens to me, too. It happens to lots of people. Sometimes he'll have difficulty finding the right word to explain what he's thinking. And so it's very easy at that point. Well, you can't find are you're, you're probably just confused. Whatever. But no, what, when he gets it out, he's absolutely right. It's usually about something technical. He was uh, he was in the air force. He fixed jets. For gosh sakes, the man has an, a wealth of experience. And to, if so, you get past that little that little barrier of sometimes remembering some words or being able to express oneself and find tap into that knowledge. It's you know you'd be lucky to be able to have that opportunity.
0: And in terms of tech and in terms of learning new things around the workplace, this is from the National Institute for aging, they say uh, some older adults don't do as well as younger people on complex memory or learning tests, but give them enough time on a new task they'll get it done. They just need time to change and adapt and to manage new challenges. So it's just different. It's just different. Learning is different when you, when you get older, for sure.
1: I don't know that I've learned anything lately. I'll, I'll try. I'll try to redouble
0: my efforts. Teach me, young one. <laughs> Didn't you learn something? You must have learned something. You've got to learn something every day. That's important. Uh, We've got this text message uh, from Jeanette saying, I am over 40 and still working office work. I do not feel my age. Over 70. Yeah. What did I say? 40. 40.
1: (laughs) See? (laughs) What? Oh, my God. How does she even get out of bed in the morning at 40? My
0: my eyesight. (laughs) That's not great. (laughs) That's another Uh, thing that that I didn't mention uh, in my uh, deep dive of research.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just past 7.24.